Perik hey Mishnah Gimel. Nasan get va'asa maimer. If let's say the man gave his Yavama a get, and then he did maimer with her, so then tzricha get v'chalitza, he won't be able to live with her, do yibum with her, because since he gave her a get, so on a rabbinical level, he's not allowed to do yibum with her. So therefore, to free her, he'll have to do chalitza. But since he did maimer, which is a rabbinical marriage, therefore, he'll have to give her a get also. Therefore, tzricha get v'chalitza. Nosan get, let's say he gave her a get, and now, on a rabbinical level, he said he cannot do yibum with her, he cannot live with her, but he violated that rabbinical prohibition, uva'al, and he had relations with her, he cohabited with her, then tzricha get v'chalitza, he'll have to give her another get and do chalitza. He'll have to give her another get because on a biblical level, when he lived with her, that's the mitzvah of Yibam on a biblical level. He wasn't allowed to on a rabbinical level because since he had given her a get, he wasn't allowed to do that, but on a biblical level, he did Yibam. So to break that marriage, now a biblical marriage, he'll have to give her a get. But he'll also give, and he'll also have to give chalitza. Why would he have to give chalitza? If it was a biblical marriage, and he gave her a get, so why didn't she marry, marry anyone else? Because since rabbinically he wasn't supposed to marry her, so we can't view that Yibam, when they lived together, we can't view that that when they were cohabiting together, we can't view it like it was a proper Yibam, we view it like it was a flawed Yibam. And therefore we say it won't completely remove the bond, the Yibam bond, therefore, will have to go ahead and give Chalitza. Therefore will have to give another get and Chalitza. Nosan get v'cholatz. Let's say he gave her a get and then did chalitza with her. Then she's done. She's freedom from anyone else. Ain acha chalitza kolom. After the chalitza, not there's nothing else. Now we're going to see a case where he did chalitza first. That was the first act, followed by a second act. One of three possibilities, or the first act was beard living together, like doing yibum followed by one of three possibilities. So the first one was cholatz. He went ahead and did chalitza with her. And now he did as a second act one of three possibilities. But before he did those second act, she was free to marry, marry anyone else because he did a chalitza with her. But then he did one of three things. Either Vasa Maimer did Maimer with her, or Nasanget, or gave her a get, or he had relations with her. That was one, one side of this passage. The second side is Obal. Or the first act was he had relations with her, which is Yibam. That's Yibam, to, to have relations with, with the widow. And now we did one of three things. The Osamaimer either did Maimer, or Nasanget, or he gave her a get, or Vachalatz, or he did Chalitza. So in all of these situations, Ein Acha Chalitza Klum. After the Chalitza, nothing happens. Let's go to the first situation where he, the first act was Chalitza. So it's followed by mimer, a get, or relations, it will count for nothing. Now, there is a problem here, because why would mimer after chalitza not count for anything? If, let's say, a man does chalitza with a woman, and then he does mimer. So mimer is a simple act of kedushin. So he's not allowed to marry, live with her, because one's not allowed to live with the woman that he did chalitza with. But that is a biblical prohibition, but it's not a curse, it's not punished by curse, only by Malchus, therefore that marriage will take effect. So after the Chalitza were there and did Mimer, they should be married now, even though it was improper, it was a violation of the Torah, so why should it be that it doesn't count for anything? So the answer is this is going according to Rabbi Akiva. The Rav explains that according to, we're going according to Rabbi Akiva who holds that no, even when you just violate a prohibition where the punishment is just Malchus, also the marriage does not take effect. So therefore, after the Chalitza with Maimer too, it will, Maimer won't do anything. Or the other cases in Mishnah where the first step was Bia or Baal, they lived together. That was the process of doing Yibum. So once you do Yibum, if you do afterwards Maimer, Chalitza or a get will have no effect.
That's what it means. That the mission, and so basically it comes out in short that after you do the first act, that's a rabbinical act, let's say maimur or a get, because a get is also a rabbinical act when it comes to a yivama. And then the second act is going to be either a biblical or a rabbinical act, and it does have effect. But if the first act was a biblical act, like let's say chalitza or living together, then the second act will have no effect. Now the mission is going to like this. Up until now, we were discussing the laws for two acts performed by one yavam with one yavama, one widow. Now we're going to see what happens by two acts performed by one yavam with two widows, one with each. Achas yavama, achas yavam echad. The rules that we learned until now, that was both to one yavama involved with one yavam. One yavam with one yavam, va'achas shtei yavamus yavam echad, as well as to two yavamis involved with one yavam. In other words, the the rules that we, even though we were discussing only now one yavam with one yavama, but the same halacha would apply if it's two yavamis involved with one yavam, where the yavam performed the first act with one yavama and the other act with her tsar with the co-wife. And the next mission is going to explain this.